Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Preston's Super Show, and we are live, baby. It, we, you know, we're gonna have the uh, instant reaction and rundown of all the games from today. NFL Week Twelve. What a great week! It was such a good week. These games were so good, and I'm looking over my fantasy team right now. Um, Kirk Cousins, my quarterback. This is my ESPN season-long fantasy. Devin Singletary, he didn't do much. But Kirk Cousins with 15.52 fantasy points. Devin Singletary, 5.8 fantasy points. So he didn't do much um, at New Orleans But a, a, uh, on, on uh, Thursday. But A.J. Dillon today, I had him uh, in my backfield here. 20 points. Jerry Judy didn't do much against the Chargers. That was sad. 4.5. Um, but they did win against the Chargers. So even though he didn't produce fantasy numbers, they still won. Then Randall Cobb, I had, and he was questionable coming into this game. He had 17.5 fantasy points for me. Dawson Knox, 18.2 fantasy points for me on uh, Thursday against the Saints. And I picked him up on the waiver wire earlier this year, about four weeks ago. Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings, completely uh, dominated um, against San Francisco. Um, And they still lost. They still found a way to lose. Um, But that's how Kirk Cousins does it. And I have Kirk Cousins as backup quarterback, actually. Uh, My starting quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, but he's uh, on a bye, so I had to bench him this week. Um, but I'll make the change back. But yeah, for Adam Thielen, he did good for me. 23.2 fantasy points. Then I had the Patriots defense, which we know they are strong. And they uh, gave it to the Titans today. And also, if you check out oddmanout.ninja, you will see my write-ups. And when I give out picks, and when I'm talking about sports, and when I'm talking about movies, and when I'm talking about whatever. Whatever you like. But I'm talking about, you know, usually, normally I'm talking about things that are going on right now. Um, so that's kind of how I like to do it. But Adam Thielen, uh, 23.2. Fantasy points was good. Pagers defense, 12 flat. Matt uh, Gay, the kicker uh, for the Rams, actually. And he had eight points, even though the Rams uh, got, got stomped by the Packers, 28 to 36. Uh, the score doesn't tell the whole story. But yeah, and I even had 
Brandon Ayuk, who got some tick today um, against uh, the Vikes in their win, in their 34-26 win over the Vikings, he got 12.5 fantasy points. Um, T. Higgins was the one guy on my bench that dominated that I didn't play. I probably should have, but I didn't need to because my opponent, too hot. Uh, He's only got 65.48 points in this matchup. I got 124.72 points. There's only one game tomorrow. Um, We just watched Cleveland. Uh, taking a, a fat L against the Ravens, you know, like teams just letting the Ravens off the hook, just nonstop, just nonstop. Teams just letting the Ravens off the hook. What are you gonna do, you know? Um, but yeah, I got a couple other players coming off a bye as well. But yeah, this guy, he's done. He's toast. So that's good for me in my fantasy league this week. He's really good. So this has been a really tough one this year. That'll put me at six and six after tomorrow for this fantasy league. So that's good. Feeling good about that. And then on out by now, don't need to give out the bat for Mac Jones. Over one and a half passing touchdowns. Oh yes, you like that. Uh minus one uh eight odds. Minus one oh eight. So you didn't have to suck up much juice at all. Worked out really nice. You know, I have to say it worked out really nice. I'm happy about that. Yeah, and this guy's got no more playing tomorrow. Nobody. So, that's it for you. That's it. You know, I'm going to be 6-6 six and six after uh, Monday night in this fantasy league. Now we're going right and diving into the picks and the games. Talking about my picks from this week. Uh, we're talking about uh, my current record right now for uh, NFL Pigskin Pick'em on ESPN. And uh, just a standard league picking a head-to-head winner. I'm 177. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. Uh, 100 wins, uh, 77 losses. We finally hit the 100 win mark here. Um, got six right. Uh, so far this week, uh, I had the Lions against the Bears and lost that one. Had the Raiders against the Cowboys, got that one right. Had the Raiders, Bills against the Saints, I had the Bills. Uh, Bengals against the Steelers, I had the Bengals. Bengals win. Uh, Colts against the Buccaneers. Um, the Buccaneers come back in a really great game. In a really great game. We'll circle back to that. Carolina Panthers, uh, Dolphins. I had the Panthers, uh, New England Patriots, Titans. I had the Patriots. Patriots won. Panthers lost. Panthers really uh, the most disappointing team from this week. Eagles against the Giants. Like I told you before on the podcast, feels like there's a ghost out there playing when teams play against the Giants. Eagles going to the Meadowlands. They get dropped by the G-Men. Uh, then you have uh, Atlanta Falcons versus Jaguars. Who do you like there? I like the Jaguars. They blew it. Eagles blew it too. That was two L's right there. Heck, uh, I had the Texans. And, uh, somehow they found a way to lose against the Jets. Uh, what the fuck happened there? Chargers, uh, Broncos, Chargers. Uh, I like them on the road. I thought they were a fired up team. They didn't look good. Packers, I had them at home against the Rams. How could you not? 
I also had a side bet on the Packers. A plus two. Uh, plus two on the Packers. Uh, for really good odds. Um, and that really was surprising to me to get plus points on the Packers in this game. But the line was moving so much. just seemed like anything could happen. Like a minus 115 odds on that actually. But I had the Packers in that one. 49ers against the Vikings. I had the 49ers in that one. They won. They beat the Vikings. Um, and I, you see I had a, a little bit of a Vikings stack going on in my fantasy league. Browns, Ravens. I uh, had the Browns. Had the Browns in that one. I knew it was an under game. I bet the under gave you the under pick on Instagram, Reddit, fucking everywhere. Uh, Facebook. You know, always Odd Man Out gets it first. Odd Man Out doesn't just subscribe. Make sure you get that when I give out my picks. Because that was before the game. And I was like, oh, I like the under here. 26 points scored. The under was set at uh, 47. I bought half a point, minus 120 odds. We roll on under caches. Uh, we're looking at tomorrow. Seahawks versus uh, the Washington football team. And uh, it's basically a pick em. The line's moving all over the place. It'll settle out, you know, later on. Uh, we'll dive into it after the break here. I'm going to take a short break. Woo! We are back. You know, I am just stoked that the undercast and that Sunday night football game Browns versus the Ravens and it just looked like from the start too neither offense could really formulate the game plan and, and move the ball properly you were seeing field goals go up you were seeing interceptions you're seeing probably one of the sloppiest first halves of football all year long. Incredibly sloppy. I mean, it was a, a, a wild game and, you know, a defensive battle. If you like defensive struggles, which I do, um, I know a lot of people don't, but this one was exactly that. I mean, you had a quarter, uh, Lamar Jackson being sacked. Him, he he uh, turned the ball over four times. Four interceptions by Lamar Jackson. Uh, back-to-back interceptions by Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Um, just insanity uh, ensuing all over the place uh, in this game. This, this was a wild one. This was definitely the wildest game um, of Week 12. So now... Uh, we look ahead um, to Monday Night Football, where we really get a good uh, game here. We get a really good game between two hungry teams that are neither one of them is technically out of it yet. My, you know, keep that in mind. 
it used to be when a team had seven losses, you could write them off. I even remember uh, Trent Dilfer saying that on a little uh, show there, Dilfer Dimes. It was actually a good show. But uh, I remember him saying that. And uh, that kind of added, that old adage, and that was, you know, some years, actually years ago. And that adage has kind of gone out the window now since they've expanded the NFL playoff picture. So, by doing that and, you know, increasing the games, you know, giving giving the season the extra game, I, I really think the Seahawks are still in it. Um, but I don't like them in this game. I'm going to tell you why. There's a few reasons. One, because... Russell Wilson still doesn't look right out there. He, you know, he doesn't have that full command of this offense. I don't like going against him, you know, too much. I've talked a lot last year about uh, dangerous Russ, dangerous Russell Wilson, even uh, two years, three years back, talking about how dangerous he is as a quarterback. But now here's. The Washington football team with Taylor Heineke leading the charge. Antonio Gibson um, and the Washington football team have better running attack. The Seahawks defense is good. But one place they can give up uh, yards is in the short field. And I think that the Washington football team is going to try to play for field positioning very hard early on, set the tone. They're at home. Really good defense. We've seen Russell Wilson struggle against really good defenses. Um, and, and then the Washington football team has the offense to go with it. But I, I don't think this is a big scoring game. So let's keep that in mind. I think the highest this gets to is 43 points. You're looking at a three and seven Seahawks team. You're looking at a four and six Washington football team. They're going to be battling it out, slugging it out. Um, you know, in the late game on Monday Night Football, where the Seahawks are one eight and one at the o on the over. You know, the, they've gone to the under eight times this season. In eight of their games, it's it's gone under for them. So, um, we look at the over for the Washington football team. They're over under five and five. So you're having a really different contrast there. But what you're going to see is two good defenses, and then the Seahawks on the road uh, after a tough, brutal loss, uh, still banged up. No Chris Carson. He's on IR. So I just don't like them at, really at all in this game. And the way I'm approaching this personally, um, you do your own homework, but the way I'm approaching it is I'm looking at uh, the under, and I'm going to buy up a point, one point, and make it under 47 and a half before this line either moves um, too, too uh, low, and I don't want to, you know, touch it if it gets down to 45. Um, from 46 on a lot of books it's at 46 so if it gets down to 45 I won't want to touch it 
but now uh, I also have um, a side bet here for Washington football team to win outright <clears throat> so two bets I gave you first bet under 47 and a half that's minus 130 odds about at one point the Washington football team minus 105 odds so really good odds you're not sucking up much juice there with the money line um, I think if you wait Washington football team will end up being favored and it'll be uh, like minus 115 minus 120 their way minus 118 even right in that range so right now I like uh, Washington to win this game uh, I've you know placed my bets uh, we've discussed it how many total points will be scored in Seahawks versus Washington uh, is one of the questions they ask you and picks can pick them I think 43 points I think 43 points it's under my total, but it, it, it gives uh, a good window there for teams to score and still have a, a competitive game. And that's what I think we get overall. Um, so it's been a very good week. Uh, overall, good for college football as well. And uh, we'll talk about uh, the game I believe was the most... Uh, exciting game from NFL Week 12. And I think it was the Raiders versus the Cowboys. I think that was the best game. I think it was the most exciting game. That 36-33 to victory by the Raiders was incredible. Well done. Good job. Um, after all the turmoil that team's faced, that win was impressive. Um, then I'd say, you know, one thing about the Cowboys and the Raiders to watch out for, remember, it's just one game, and it's, you know, only week 12, but the Raiders uh, are for real. They're a real uh, contender on the road. At home, they take their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, that's that seemed to be true. That seemed to be the case for for a bulk of these games this year. Uh, for the Cowboys, you know, at home they have played a little bit softer. So if they tighten up at home, they can be real contenders. That's the way I'm viewing the Cowboys going forward. But right now, I, w- I don't really like the Cowboys going forward unless they have a favorable matchup at home. So we'll see, you know we'll get into the podcast uh, later this week um probably Wednesday and I'll have my picks for you uh for the upcoming uh games for week 13 but I think the one most the most surprising team this week was the Dolphins like I wanted to make sure to talk about that with you all the most surprising team this week was the Miami Dolphins. I really thought the Carolina Panthers would win this game. You know, 74% of the public I see here was on them. Um, they only scored 10 points. Doesn't look like that Cam Newton, you know, 
injecting Cam Newton in this offense is like really doing much for them. And then on the Dolphin side, it's nice to see Tua's growth. Like he was actually coming into his own and playing well. I wasn't mad at all. I mean, that's the, the that's what I didn't have a bet on the game. But I think that the Dolphins really uh, showed their true their true colors. Like they're a good home team um, when they're buying in, buying into the system and playing hard for each other. That's what they did in that game. Defense was locking the Panthers down. Um, not taking any credit away from the defense. Uh, the, the Patriots stomping the Titans the way they did was pretty surprising. Not the most surprising, but it was pretty surprising. That 36 to 13 victory there. Um, that, that is just telling about this Patriots team. Um, and taking advantage of playing at home and this is a very uh, opportunistic Patriots offense and a very hungry defense to go with that it's a very um, weird concoction that Bill Belichick has has, you know made there in New England and without Tom Brady it's like it's he's flourishing right now 8 and 4 Patriots on the on the year um very nice. Then you have uh, the Chargers uh, looked a little bit funny uh, against the Broncos. There, they they weren't terrible, but but they didn't convert on third downs like they needed to. And the Broncos are just playing really good defense I mean you gotta give it give them credit like pay attention to the Broncos moving forward we'll hit on them again on Wednesday and talk about their them um I don't believe they have a bye week I'll actually check right now um because actually they might but they've um and uh, yeah they no here they are they play the Chiefs next uh next week on Sunday on the night game and they're on the road. So yeah, we'll talk about them again too on Wednesday. We'll, we'll go into more depth. But in this game against the Chiefs, uh, they'll, they'll have a real tough game against the Chiefs. And, you know, today they really looked like they were outmatched. Like on paper, they, the Broncos looked outmatched against the Chargers. And then... It just, the Chargers never really were in control of this game. That is one thing I noticed. Seeing it on, uh, actually on the NFL Red Zone when they were whipping around, uh, to the different games, the Chargers just were never in control. It was just the Broncos, uh, making very good plays and, and just like continuing to make life difficult for the Chargers offense. They couldn't get it going. And you'd like to see more production out of that offense when you have uh, the type of competitors that you do. You know, these are elite level guys. Uh, Jared Cook has good hands. Austin Eckler's a, a monster running back. And they just didn't have good days at all. And... um it was very surprising that they came in favorited and, and didn't get anywhere near close to covering 
the minus two and a half line. They were favorited as. So we'll uh, talk a little bit more about this week's games. And uh, then I'll talk to you about some shows, some uh, movies I've, I've watched lately. Give you a few reviews on those. Uh, and we'll be right back after the break. Heartbreaking uh, loss of the week has to go to, absolutely has to go to, the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you see Tom Brady uh, struggling early on in that game, and then as soon as you turn away, here they come storming back, big play after big play. Leonard Fournette ends up scoring four touchdowns. The former LSU running back turned pro has just been on a tear this year. And in this Buccaneers offensive system with Bruce Arians, it is a nightmare for defenses. And it was a nightmare for the Colts defense, which is good and showed that they were good early. So it's just a testament of how good this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is and just funny that you know the Colts are you you know to their fans but you know your franchise just cannot get past Tom Brady like once or twice with Peyton Manning was it but other than that when Tom Brady comes around or you go see him um, it's never a good visit for the Colts and this wasn't either heartbreaking loss of the week goes right to the Indianapolis Colts because that 38 to 31 loss it's just really telling of their season right now close but no cigar and then uh, the 49ers are hot right now they're getting hot like the Vikings let's face it they're going to choke their chances away you know them and the Bears in a lot of ways are similar in that when it comes to crunch time they fall apart and they and you know the Vikings really did today against the 49ers defense just falling apart falling all over over themselves uh, on the road just feeling so good about beating the Packers and then they just you know here they are put up a dud against uh, the 49ers so the Niners are getting hot uh, Garoppolo Looking like an old self. We didn't know if we would see it again. Uh, Debo Samuel. Making a good case. Like he's, he needs to be talked about more in the fantasy shows and fantasy um, groups. Debo Samuel is a freaking beast. He's a monster. And I, I'm doing everything I can to try to roster Debo Samuel. Uh, if I'm playing uh, fantasy sports. So... Keep looking for the 49ers to be good. We'll talk about them more as the weeks go on. I'm going to get into some movies here. But, uh, you know, just thank you so much for, for staying with the, uh, the Super Show tonight. Appreciate it. Just a good night. A good weekend for football overall. Good weekend for sports. Four days in a row of football. It's, it's just been nuts. It's, 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 
this is my favorite time of year by far by far um a little bit warmer would be nice i will say that cold out here now okay um you know i use tv time to track my apps this is no this is not a sponsored plug i really like tv time tv time is very uh intricate it's got a nice interface very smooth it's not bulky and uh, I track my shows, my movies, and they have them all. Any show, any movie, whatever you you know, watch. Keep track of them. You can comment, do all that type of stuff on there. It's really interesting. Uh, build your whole profile on there. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good community. Very good, positive uh, community. And glad to be a part of that. And uh, I watched Blade Runner 2049. Uh, and I was talking to one of my friends about it who, who also seen it and you know we said the basically the same thing like hey man this is like the, that was like you know the quietest movie I've ever watched like fucking silent film going on here or something uh, Blade Runner 2049 you know I do the movie scale show scale you know five stars is the most you can get That's that means it's you know wow but uh, this was one star bad now Blade Runner 2049, I'm sorry. Um, I wish you could have been better. I wish you, you know, could have been so much better. But you just weren't. Um, you let me down. And I don't understand uh, a lot of that movie. Like, it's just, it's very dull. Very dull. Now, if you like anime, you'll like uh, Yashime. Yashahime, you'll like that. So check Yashahime out. I've seen a few episodes of that. They played that on Toonami. Um, you'll like that show. One show right now, I'm watching uh, Guilty Party on Paramount. Plus, and uh, I'm gonna bump Paramount Plus up on the list here. We're gonna do some sh- shuffle on the list. Like Prime was my number one. Now I'm going to Paramount the most. Uh, I go to BritBox a lot. Um, you know I have, you know I go on Tubi for a few different things. Like see what Tubi puts on their newest stuff, and then you know a few other shows. Then Pluto, I'm always browsing around on Pluto. I don't know if you browse around on Pluto or not, but some of their, like, you, if you, uh, you know, like I make a favorites list of the channels I like, that's the way I like to do it. And then I come back to those, you know, look through those channels, see if there's any good movies on, any good show on. Sometimes my sports show, the CBS Sports HQ is dope. Good for betting advice. IMDB TV. Is raw. I like that one. But Paramount Plus is right now on top of my list. I like that one. Then the Bird Box, number two, because I like the British shows. I like that flow, that vibe. Different, uh, different world than over here. So I like that different flavor, you know. Yeah, 
check out Guilty uh, Party. Guilty Party. Uh, I've seen a few episodes of this show. Um, with uh, Kate Beckinsale as the lead actress. And she's a journalist. She's trying to save her career. And you'll really get a feel for the story by the second episode. Like the first episode, it's a little bit of a slow burn. But then the second episode, I give that four stars. And she's very involved in her role, which is good. Um, she plays a great part. The story's interesting about how, you know, her boss finally lets her take this story up, how it brings her to the jail, how there's a little bit of quirkiness going on there. Um, you know, it's, it's a good drama. Newer show, so check that out. Guilty Party. I recommend that, that show this week. And that's what I have for you this week. I wanted to give you my instant reaction to the Browns-Ravens game. Where the Ravens win 16-10 to over the Browns. I want to talk about a, a Blade Runner. Guilty Party. Um, just some shows, some movies with you. And then be back with you on Wednesday. We'll talk about... NFL Week 13 preview, give you my picks, um, and it'll be a lot of fun because uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the NFL season, so each week becomes more important, teams become more desperate for wins, that means we get better games as fans, um, we're going to be talking about that here on the Super Show, I love talking about football, love it. But, yeah, definitely check out the TV Time app. Uh, I watched the episode of EastEnders today. That was interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's an older show. But, I mean, uh, that was decent. Um, you know, How I Met Your Mother was a good show. Do you remember that one? That was a good show. That's a classic one. Everybody remembers uh, How I Met Your Mother. Can't uh, you can't sleep on that one too much? It's been uh, a great weekend for sports, great weekend for relax, and I hope you enjoy your week ahead. And I'll be happy and excited to be with you on Wednesday, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.